0: Care to comment on how you plan to fight Balboa? What's your strategy? Don't need any. Balboa is so predictable and stupid. The man comes straight ahead. He's telling made for me, and he's gonna get hurt. No, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool. And I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. <laughs> did it. I did it. I still don't know what it does, but you did it.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, folks. Uh, welcome back once again to podcast part three, the part three podcast, your official podcast for movies that came after two other movies. I am Sam. And I am Will. And, uh, today we are talking about a movie that definitely came after two other movies, because it's got Roman numerals in it and everything. <laughs> and much like Bart Simpson, this is the movie that helped many of us learn Roman numerals, uh, it's Rocky 3 from 1982. It's The Eye of the Tiger baby. Oh, this is the movie that just d- that decided what the 80s would be.
1: <laughs> it really did. It's got it's got Mr. T,
0: it's got Eye of the Tiger, it's uh, it's, it's got, got Hulk Hogan. It's got Mr. T and Hulk Hogan before anyone knew who they were. <laughs> yeah. Like this is pre-Hulkamania.
1: And and it's got a super oiled up Stallone and uh, oh yeah
0: he's 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 all shredded he looks he's,
1: he's he looks like a a welterweight in this one and and an oiled up Carl Weathers it's yes uh, it's, I mean
0: this is the one that set up the love story between uh, uh, Rocky and Apollo that carried through all the way into the Creed movies yeah um, yeah so uh,
1: I had never seen this movie before Sam you hadn't. Uh, I mean, I, I must have, I like, parts of it had, like, been burned in my brain just through osmosis.
0: Because I have, like, the most vivid memory of watching this at Hampshire. I watched it with our buddy Mike, and it was just the two of us, and afterwards we were just so, ugh, we were so pumped. <laughs> we ran around the Merrill Quad singing Eye of the Tiger, and then I we met up with, like like a bunch of our friends were watching vintage porn uh, <laughs> like in one of the in one of the like common rooms they were watching like a midsummer night's Cream all the oh. way through because just watching the clip in that bad films class wasn't enough oh, so God. my memory of of rocky 3 is uh, completely intermeshed with like bad 80s pornography which honestly it's just it's, it's a lot of oiled up bodies yeah
1: uh no I, I i somehow missed that uh viewing between with you and mike um I, I don't know what i was doing i must have been busy or something you were probably
0: you were probably working you were probably being like <laughs> you were an ra you were That's probably off like probably being responsible
1: uh, but no, I, I mean, I must have seen parts of it because these movies, the Rocky movies in particular, were on TV all the time when I was a kid. So I, I must have seen bits and pieces of it because um, I do remember parts of it and other parts through cultural osmosis. But no, I had never seen it like sitting down all the way through. And um, Sam, this movie rocks.
0: <laughs> oh, no, this this movie is this movie is so good. It's, it's so good.
1: It is I like so it, fucking fun.
0: <laughs> it's... it's it's everything that Rocky IV gives you, but like, it's just like a little better. It's just a little, it's like, it's a little, it's like, it's a little, it's early 80s, not yeah. mid late 80s. It's, yeah, it's,
1: it's, Rocky's starting to pivot to become a superhero, but he's not quite there yet. It's, yes. uh, Yeah, it's 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 kind of incredible um, the way Stallone directs this movie too. It feels like a comic book, um, you know, with all the montages and stuff and like oh sure yeah and and the bright primary colors like it's it's um, yeah it just feels very much like sort of pulpier than uh, than he's he's
0: cracked the formula at this point yeah like and he's also like he knows how to play the hits without necessarily repeating himself. But yeah, well I guess you know you obviously you can't talk about. The Rocky movies, without talking about uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, these are the movies. That Rocky is the movie that made him who, like who he is today, right. like more so than Rambo, more so than anything else he's ever done. It's like it, Rocky Balboa is Philadelphia's favorite son, and Rocky Balboa is not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, um, what's the. Th- I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the um, the statue, which is unveiled in this movie, and I know is a, a real thing. Was it? up yes. wh- What was the deal with that? Do you know?
0: I uh, I actually looked this up uh, for the episode. It was commissioned by Stallone and created by A. Thomas Schomburg in 1981, three statues were created, and one was placed atop the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art for the filming of Rocky III. After filming was complete, a furious debate erupted between the Art Museum and the city's Art Commission over the meaning of art. Claiming the statue was not quote, art, but rather a movie prop, the city considered various alternative locations and settled on in front of the Spectrum in South Philly. It was later returned to the Art Museum for the Filming in Rocky Five. It also appeared in Mannequin and Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> uh, then it was moved back to the spectrum before finally being moved to where it sits today uh, at the bottom of the museum steps uh, in 2006. Oh. And that's where it, it remains to this day. And as an addendum here, apparently a similar statue is located in Zitiste, Serbia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: But uh, yeah. What is art?
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. This is technically like, a movie prop.
0: <laughs> uh, has someone ever made a gallery of only um uh fake art from movies?
1: I'm sure someone has. Like a, like a but... virtual
0: gallery. There should be one.
1: <laughs> someone like should it would have
0: like the painting of Kramer and uh, <laughs> uh the the portrait of Vigo the Carpathian.
1: Yep yep yep.
0: Um oh oh the 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 painting that uh. Joe Pesci's mom paints in in Goodfellas. (laughs) And one dog's going one way, one dog's going the other way. And the guy in the middle's like, What do you want from me?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm trying to think. Or, or like you could even put um, Thomas Jane's poster, the Dark Tower poster he's working on in the myth. Oh yeah, with his, yeah.
0: his what his like he his he's Drew is Strewzen. Drew Strewzen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Clint Eastwood is in the Dark Tower yeah. movies, <laughs> and and of course something that awesome means that a rift in the fabric of time and space has to open and unleash monsters to destroy right. the work because it
1: just it just couldn't it's too good to uh, to exist. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back to Rocky, back to Stallone. Back to
0: Rocky, yes. Well, Stallone, (laughs) like, this is obviously Rocky. The making of the first Rocky is the famous, like, it's... The first Rocky is the ultimate underdog story. It's, you know, ordinary, like, working schmo boxer, down-on-his-luck underdog, gets a chance at the championship. And no one expects him to win, but the fact is, to him, it's not even about winning, it's about going the distance. And he goes... All he goes, like, 15 rounds all the way, and it's based off of a real guy. Uh, Stallone wrote the script in, like, four days after watching Chuck Wepner go 15 rounds with Muhammad Ali. Uh, and Chuck Wepner lost, but no one expected him to go that long against Muhammad Ali, and that became the inspiration for the movie.
1: Right. It was a, a, a was it a Pyrrhic victory? He, he lost but won.
0: <laughs> yes. As the, as uh, Apollo Creed says in Rocky II, I won, but I didn't beat him right yeah, yeah yeah exactly. and the movie was a massive hit, uh one best picture that year uh, and best director, um which is uh it's amazing considering it was up against like network and all the president's men and things like that. but you know it it's it's still like I mean, not 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 nothing against those movies. This movie is a classic. It holds up. It does for sure. It, like this absolutely. is it's it's like a it's a, one of the best sports movies. One of the best boxing movies. Uh, fantastic film.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it's it's very much a, a '70s movie too. Like it feels very much of its time. Um, and Stallone is really good in that movie. Like it, it should be. Said. Yeah, he He's is really good in that movie. Um, he plays this. Plays this, he plays Rocky, like who's he's a bruiser, but he's also very like shy and romantic in his way. And,
0: um, he's very sweet, he's very thoughtful, you know, he's he's just trying to get by in life, and he's a good dude. And, you know, the whole movie hinges on the romance with Talia Shire, and you right. know, it's uh, like I think people forget that, like, it's kind of a love story and you know the their relationship ultimately becomes more important to him and is is the driving force through a lot of these movies
1: yeah this one in well not so much in this one but it's a definitely big, in rocky too it's like one. he
0: yeah. won't fight because she doesn't want him to fight right You know, it's like that's kind of the big driver of but he doesn't know how to do anything else <laughs> right. and that's like the driver of rocky 2
1: yeah yeah and um and then yeah so uh so so Rocky so Rocky is a huge hit. It, when, did, did Stallone win? An, he didn't win an acting Oscar for it, but he did he was win nominated. for a screenplay. It, though.
0: he was nominated. Talia Shire was nominated, and Burgess Meredith were all right. nominated, but it won for best uh, picture, best director, which was John uh, Avildsen. He directed the first one and he directed Rocky Five.
1: Okay.
0: Stallone directed two, three, and four, and he wrote the scripts for all of them, and he right. directed uh, Rocky Balboa in two thousand six. Right. right. But um uh yeah, a huge hit, massive success. Rocky 2 comes out in 79 and those movies are both the 70s. <laughs> like Rocky is set in a 70s Philadelphia. It's got that 70s grain. It came out like the same year as Taxi Driver. Right. Um Rocky 3 has just it, it, it is, it, there is a specific moment in the first five minutes of the movie that says the 70s are over and the 80s are here, and it's basically at the end of the recap of Rocky 2 because the movie opens with the Rocky theme, right, uh, and then you show the end of Rocky II, which is helpful because I can never remember Rocky II, <laughs> and then it freeze frames... And it's just Eye of the Tiger kicks in and it's just like, yeah.
1: The song everyone associates with the Rocky movies, but didn't show up until Rocky Part 3.
0: Well, everyone associates it with Rocky Four, Right. But it's in this one. The only thing that Rocky Four has that this one doesn't is just Dolph Lundgren. Right. And, you know, it's Rocky ending the Cold War. well that's when he turns into a full-on
1: superhero so yeah you know
0: uh yeah to 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 his credit rocky never went like full uh like fast and furious where you go from being like drag racers to going into like space and time traveling or whatever the hell's going on in those movies (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) yeah no i mean they are they are aside from i mean to be fair, I haven't seen all of Rocky Four, but um, aside from sort of killer robot Dolph Lundgren, I mean, I know he's not a real robot, but, like, he seems like a robot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the most—it has the most, like, superhero plot, because it's like the villain kills his best friend at the right. beginning, and he's yeah. got to get revenge. But, like, I will say to Stallone's credit, he always kept Rocky, like— it's still grounded in realism, like, Rocky Five is— not a great movie. It's very forgettable. It's if if Rocky three and four, are the eighties, Rocky five is 1990, which is right. we want it to be the eighties, but it's the nineties now. And we can't <laughs> be the eighties anymore. Uh, but in that one, like it opens with, oh, all that stuff he did in Rocky four, it's given him like horrible brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and he's lost all his money to like a corrupt uh, lawyer who tricked Paulie. So it's, you know, it's like, Oh, Paulie! Paul, fucking Paulie, man! Fucking Jesus!
1: Pauly. Um, but no, I mean he does. He keeps them. He keeps these movies grounded, which is so funny because the the Rambo movies get progressively ridiculous as they move on. Yes. Um, whereas the first Rambo movie is pretty grounded and not.
0: Uh, oh no, know, no! No, not, the, the gear. Yeah, the yeah, gear I mean, shift it, from like <laughs> Rambo to Rambo three is hilarious because <laughs> Rambo for like First Blood is not meant to be, like, a hoorah action movie. No. R- John Rambo is is a fucked-up individual. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got lots of problems, and the world keeps fucking on, like, shitting on him and fucking with him, and he goes crazy. And then you get to part two where you're like, oh, he's a, he's a superhero now, and it's even, like, more absurd when you get to part three. And, like, I, it, part four, uh, just Rambo, is... Um, like, it's just... The violence is so insane in that yeah,
0: one. Yeah, that it, movie is... That movie's insane. It, it that is. That is one of the bloodiest movies I've ever... Like, I don't hate it. It's no. It's like he, he's... He, it's And he actually does a good job of making Rambo feel like, okay, this is what this guy would be able to do at his age. Like, he's right. not like, you know, it's... He's not John Wick. He spends, right. like, that final action sequence just firing a humongous gun from the top <laughs> of a hill
1: just blowing people apart. But it's the 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 over the top violence of that one that uh that's so weird. And have you seen Last Blood?
0: Uh oh um uh, Home Alone with Evil Mexicans? No, I yeah. have not. Yeah.
1: It's bad. I mean, it's like racist and bad and
0: Yeah. Just- I it's I it's I, I yeah I mean I, I have no affection for the I, I have I've never I'm not like a Rambo two or three rocks kind of guy right. no they're kind of like on the same level to me as like Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger where I'm like they're fine but yeah. like Predators right there you know, <laughs> exactly. Rocky three is right there if exactly. I want if I want my eighties awesomeness I'm going to Rocky because Rocky's like they're it's very uh, like how many franchises are built around like just like a, a an athlete. You know, there's not a yeah. lot. Is it him and Air Bud? Yeah, I think so. Uh, when when sports movies get sequels, it's when they're comedies, like um, right. uh, Major, Major League. League. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. What are the What are the others? Yeah, sports movies generally don't get sequels because usually. Sports movies are based on real people, yeah. Um, that's more the thing, often than not. So, sequelizing them kind of is weird.
0: <laughs> it is really like the right script, written by the right person who pushed to play the part himself. Yeah, came along at the exact right time and clicked with the like a massive audience. I yeah. mean, I think if Rocky came out today, people are too fucking cynical. <laughs> but maybe also people were really cynical in 1976, so it may have resonated in that it's like the the go the distance element of it, I think, really uh, struck a chord with people.
1: Yeah. And the underdog, too. And I think, you know, I think in times this is going to sound cheesy, but I think in, in certain times where um, the, cu- the the world and the country is sort of at its like most cynical peak is when. These kind of earnest movies pierce through it and and become lightning rods. For, yeah, you know, I mean, the I, I
0: was say I was saying Rocky wouldn't play today, but we we did just have the third Creed come out, and right. they're yeah, you know, <laughs> they're the same movies, but you know, looking at it from a different lens.
1: Right. Exactly. So I mean, it's a too, when you have too much earnest, things become cheesy. But when you have just the right amount, it can kind of pierce through people's cynical. Uh, filters you know? yeah
0: and the story behind it is such a feel-good story because stallone was like dirt poor basically right. homeless had to sell his dog for 40 bucks uh and then took a gamble on his own acting ability and instead of getting like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the script from united Artists, he took twenty-five thousand 000 with the guarantee he could play the lead and he used that money to buy his dog back there you go the guy that bought his dog from him upcharged him up to 15 grand. But uh, but that's the dog that's in the first Rocky. That's Butkus. Oh. Yeah. Apparently Butkus was, like, with him all the time when they were, like, living in, like, flop houses and stuff, just, like, kind of struggling to make it. So, oh, man. you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and and I think that also, that the meta-narrative also helped the movie, too. I think that sort of gave it a legend that I don't know if it was just, like, a movie written by some dude... Uh, who also was the star would have as well, you know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have become sort of the the cultural juggernaut it did without that meta narrative part of it. Yeah, because they
0: know? wanted like Robert Redford or Burt Reynolds or someone, and yeah. you don't believe those guys as underdogs. No. Like you don't believe Burt Reynolds as an underdog. He's Burt Reynolds. He's got a mustache. <laughs> you know, he's cool <laughs> as fuck. Stallone, you believe because he's not. Like, like, especially, like, 70s, early 80s Stallone, he's not, like, a massive, like, bulked-up dude like Schwarzenegger. Right. He's playing this very, like, he's got the, you know, the rocky voice. He's got the, the you know, the droopy lip. He's, he's, he is. He's so believable as that underdog. And he commits to that character, and he keeps that element of Rocky consistent all the way through to Creed Two, which is the last time we saw him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and... and... And that's I mean, and that's part of it is he's also he's also a physical actor too, so he can sell the the athleticism of the character. But at this point at the you know, when Rocky was made, he wasn't sort of the like I'm Stallone, I have to be this action movie god, uh with not a scratch on him by the end of the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this he's this like,
0: is way before uh, you know, uh, expendables. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, it, and it's, it's so interesting with Stallone because he is, much like Schwarzenegger, he is a very good actor in, like, a very narrow range. Right. Because yeah. he's got, like, peppered through his career outside of, like, Rocky and Rambo. He has these really good movies like sort of stuck in there like Copland and things like that.
1: It's like it's almost like he's got two two warring instincts inside of him. Like the instinct that's like I am a megastar and I should be treated as such and the other where it's like I'm an actor and I should be, you know, honing my craft. And it's like it and is you can see it in his choices from time to time where it's like oh I'm going to do this the adaptation of Judge Dredd and you're like what? And then and then he's like no no no, I'm going to do Copland. And you're like okay, yeah, that's that's you're you're a good actor, buddy. Maybe go that way.
0: It's interesting cuz he um he's definitely also like there is never there's never been a period in like Schwarzenegger's career where he wasn't an A-list star except for when he like became the governor of California. Stallone has had these ups and downs in his career and I think like, I think back to, like, the late 90s going into the early 2000s, he was making, like, really... Like, his movies got really low rent, and, like, he wasn't directing all that much. And that's when he came back to Rocky. Right. And similarly, like, you know, I think when, like, that crest of the Expendables movies kind of ebbed, he came back to Rocky again with Creed. And I feel like, yeah, inside him, there's a Rocky and a Rambo. <laughs> <Yeah>. And they're <laughs> yeah. always kind of at odds, but I think... He- Rocky, fittingly, is kind of where he goes to ground himself, yeah. And it's you know kind of center himself as an actor and a director and a writer. And and I think that's why the character has resonated for so long because he like clearly he's he's never gotten sick of Rocky the way like other people who've been tied to characters forever like Harrison Ford got sick of Han Solo,
1: right? Or Indiana Jones on a certain level too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean he he and. Yeah, I think he he. Yeah, I think you're right. He returns to Rocky when he needs to ground himself, and then when a Rocky movie hits, he's like, "All right, back to Rambo. I'm going to be the the movie god again."
0: Yeah, because he did <laughs> he did Creed, two, Creed Creed and Creed two, and then immediately Rambo: Last Blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's it's so and he's got such an interesting career, and he is such an interesting like auteur on a certain yeah. level. But this is the movie for sure that was like. Okay, Rocky is is a classic. Rocky two does what it does. It gives the closure of okay, he wins this time. This <laughs> is for all those fans that want him to win, uh, and now he's the champ. So what, where do you go from there? Uh, and obvious, and it's like, I, I think this is this fight strikes the right balance of like maintaining the drama of the first two, like the character stuff. With like, okay, he's the champ. This is a sports, a sports like uh, feel good movie, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and and you know, I think there's something kind of intriguing about flipping the Rocky formula <clears throat> and making Mr. T the, um, I'm sorry, Clubber Lang, making Clubber Lang sort of a, a funhouse mirror version of Rocky. Um, in a way that he's the underdog now. The Clubber Lang's the underdog and has to yeah. work his way to the top. Um, they don't. I think they don't. They
0: only fun. touch on that really in one scene. Yeah. But it's like you do get like when they're at, on the steps during the unveiling of the statue. and He says, "You don't know what I had to go through to, you know, to get here. Give me that shot. You, you yeah. got that shot. You give me that shot." And you know, Mickey knows that Rocky's gone. He's gone a little soft, and he's like, and it's <laughs> like, that's what what happens when your underdog gets too comfortable. And gets, you know, you got to knock him down a peg and, uh, you know, he's got to find the eye of the tiger. Yeah, I mean... And, and, and have a, a, a love scene on the beach with Carl Weathers. With Carl Weathers.
1: I mean, who wouldn't want to have a love scene on the beach with Carl Weathers?
0: Um,
1: <laughs> okay, Will. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> listen, this movie is really homoerotic, too. Oh, for <laughs> like, God's sake, yeah.
0: Just sweaty bodies, like... Just sweaty spotties in basements in like downtown LA. Um, but Pauly standing in the corner looking horrified because he's yeah. just—he's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Right, I like something about Pauly. I really like is that he's almost like, "Why are you bringing me here? I'm really racist." <laughs> I'm not used to being around this many uh, people that don't look like me. Yeah. You shouldn't put me in this position. <laughs> I'm a Why terrible human this? being. I'm
1: a racist. How are you doing this? Um, but yeah, it and fucks then... up
0: that Rocky pinball machine. <laughs> yeah. I one... want to go back and I wanted to go back and like look and find, see if I could see what other uh, like arcade games. Arcade are in games. That, are there? I, the only one I spotted was a Flash Gordon pinball machine from oh, the Flash yeah, Gordon movie. Yeah. That would have been cool.
1: That was an, was that a, no, that was Universal. I was like, was that an MGM property? I don't think it was. No. Um, this,
0: this, these movies, I'm guessing, like, they just, they, they were, v- certainly the first three are very Philadelphia movies. Yeah. And so I think, like, they used as many real locations. This is the first one that, like, relocates to a new place for a good chunk of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the one of the things that also helps this is making Clubber Lang kind of a dick. <laughs> Just yes. he's not no, that's like a, thing. he's not a good like you don't empathize with him at all. You're like, no, this dude's an asshole.
0: <laughs> he's so angry and he's such a piece of shit. And he's terrifying as well. Yeah, He's Which really is, scary. Like, is he's funny now because is Mr. T, but like this was before the A team. No yeah. one knew who Mr. T was at this point. And, like, you start seeing him in that montage and he's working out in that, like, dungeon that he like, <laughs> apparently lives in. He's so, like, he's terrifying.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's, it like, and he, then he beats the snot out of Rocky. Yeah, and it immediately
1: and the way he keeps calling out Rocky and yelling at Mickey and like, like, like yeah, you're like I don't like this guy I really no. don't and and you, the it's, way it's, and he I, treats Carl Weathers like like an asshole yeah. he treats Apollo Creed me. like an asshole like get away just, from me fool yeah. <laughs> so but I think it really helps the the structure of the movie whereas I think. Nowadays you might want to give more nuance to that character and I don't think it would work. not for this movie anyway, but uh, you know
0: uh, well, yeah, but also that helps that Mr. T was like the real deal because uh, Stallone spotted him on America's next bodyguard or ne- America's best <laughs> bouncer or something like that on TV and he'd been a bodyguard. he was a bodyguard, he was a bodyguard for Muhammad Ali. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he was a bodyguard for. I, I I wrote it down. Steve McQueen, Diana Ross, Joe Frazier, Michael Jackson, Muhammad Ali, among others. Like he was legit. Wow. Like wow. so, like they they did a great job of making him. Uh, they made they did a great job of making him feel as real as they make Thunder Lips feel like he walked in from a completely different franchise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean god the, the, the um the the charity wrestling box fight I don't know what is happening there is one of the strangest scenes
0: it's like I know enough <laughs> about pro wrestling to know that you're supposed to plan this stuff out in advance you don't just surprise the guy with you know body slams and, and table shots
1: you know? well and he like goes hulk hogan goes crazy on everybody just starts like trying to kill everyone near him yeah
0: no he's he's like it's he's he goes like full brock lesnar but it's not kayfabe he's, like, he's like, but then at the end he's like anything for a good show brother yeah <laughs> that scene's great they they do an, uh, again also this was before this was pre-Hulkamania so he's right, just right. some huge terrifying man that Stallone found and that's one of those great scenes where they take advantage of the fact that Stallone's actually pretty short in real life yeah. so they yeah. make Hulk Hogan look, look enormous, enormous. <laughs> oh my yeah yeah
1: that that scene sort of blew my mind as like yeah
0: you're right this is
1: this is the 80s welcome to yeah. the 80s
0: welcome this is you this does not happen in Rocky and Rocky 2 <laughs> <laughs>
1: You ever fight a dinosaur, kid?
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe after we could take a Polaroid.
1: <laughs> it
0: does such a good job of pivoting the franchise in a new direction while maintaining all the things that worked in the first two. That that At least all the things that audiences want to see in a Rocky movie. Right. And I think it's like four is just a big old piece of 80s cheese. Five... I don't think anyone really, like, remembers 5. It's also, the, it's, like, got the street fighting aspect of it.
1: Right. I mean, whatever, I mean, I remember seeing bits and pieces of it on TV, but... It's the one that's definitely, like, the most... It's, it's the, the one mo- no
0: one remembers. It's kind it's of the one-
1: boring, is what I remember most about it, but...
0: Like, like if you've seen Creed, Creed has plot points that, re- like, has key references, like, plot points from Rocky 1 through 4, but there's nothing you really need to know from Rocky 5.
1: Right, yeah. But,
0: and, uh, and then like Rocky Balboa, uh, Rocky Balboa is the nostalgia one. That's just the feel good one. Like that's the one's like, Hey, let's see Rocky again. Let's (laughs) hang out with Rocky again.
1: Yeah. And then, and then what was cool about Creed was sort of seeing the Rocky story um, just from another angle. It sort of took what, um, I mean, it, it came out the same year, but it sort of did what the Force Awakens wanted to do as a legacy sequel is sort of telling the same story but with different perspectives. Um, and I think Creed works a lot better than Force Awakens in that respect. Yes.
0: Oh, I, I think Creed might be the best of the bring back the old stars. Yeah. Uh, 80s nostalgia movies because it's it's only that on the surface. Right. And they don't do the thing of like, they don't do the thing that thing I hate. Like Rocky's fine in it. He's not like, like living on an island he's not like a miserable brooding guy he's a little lonely he's a little like you know he's uh, I think he's he ta- wants to be able to like kind of get back in the world a little bit but he's you know not a a broken individual he's right. not like someone who's only informed by his trauma
1: right yeah no I mean yeah but and yeah he wants to get back in the world and creed sort of helps with that. Um, and I, I have to admit, I haven't seen seen Creed two or three, so I can't really. Speak I haven't seen to Creed three, those, but. I
0: haven't seen Creed three yet. Creed two is, it's it's you know, it's a little more like okay, who else can we bring back, and right. so we're going to bring back uh, uh uh Dolph Lundgren and you know Apollo Creed's son is going to fight the son of the man who killed his father. Right. But they do a good job of like still like they they balance like the relationship between like what they do what i really like is that in that one is they they definitely show do a great job of showing what happened to Ivan Drago after Rocky 4 which is he basically was disgraced right. and now like works in some like sh- like works in like a shipping yard with his son and there's like he he and like he was humiliated and i it, they, they the Dolph Lundgren they do a good job with Dolph Lundgren's character and they don't try to do like rocky versus drago rematch like the two right. old guys fighting they 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 like they managed to not overplay their hand a bit it's still really well made and they they're they it's you know like obviously like anytime you want to keep these franchises going you've got to find ways to justify it beyond this character is probably going to have another boxing match right and yeah. that was also the and that was also creed 2 is the one that is like okay how do we uh gracefully have Rocky Balboa exit this franchise and have it fully become uh, like uh Adonis Creed's Creed story.
1: Thing, yeah. Without killing Rocky because I know Without, that because yeah. I know that Stallone was very adamant that Rocky cannot die on screen. So No. Uh, and he
0: doesn't need to. Like he he can have his closure and and just be happy with his life and have his family. And it's, it doesn't, these characters don't have to die either going down swinging or, you know, right. in some undignified way.
1: Yeah, I think that would have really, uh, I, I mean, I think audiences would have turned on the franchise, no. I think. No, really no one would
0: have, have, no one would have wanted to, no one wants to see Rocky Balboa die. No one wants <laughs> that. You don't yeah. want, no one wants that. That's not what these movies are about. And it's, it wouldn't, add anything to the franchise because it's like he, you can give him a happy ending and still have challenges in the road for Adonis Creed and Creed right. 4 or however far along they want to take this franchise.
1: Yeah. well, ex- Exactly. I mean, and, and, you know, I think I, I, I think if you have... It's, this is how I sort of feel about it, uh, the new Indiana Jones movie, too. That if you have Indi- Indiana Jones die on screen or Rocky die on screen, it sort of overshadows the rest of the movie. And that be like, that becomes that. It's like this is the one where he dies. You know, it's like yeah. that's all it is. It doesn't whatever else, whatever merits the other the movie has, go away when it's like this is the one he dies. Yeah, I don't and feel then, the same then, way about Han Solo so much, but I do about Indian rock. Well,
0: yeah. this, Han Solo's <laughs> only in that movie to die. Uh, well, yeah, it was in the <laughs> stipulation in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> it's not how that's not. It's not how to me like Han and Luke dying is fine it's just in the how not right, that they yeah. did it with yeah. rocky it's like he either has to uh, you either would have him die like of natural causes at the end of the movie or he's killed in some sort of boxing related <laughs> way in the beginning and neither of those are necessary for the story right. uh, whereas in this one mickey dying burgess meredith right. dying is incredibly necessary because he's beaten and he's alone and right. that is what sets up bringing Apollo Creed back. That's what justifies having Apollo Creed remain in these stories as well.
1: Right. Well, right. I mean, and you have to, you have to bring Rocky back down to being a, um, to being an underdog again. You just have to do yeah. that. That's the, the the only way to make this movie work. Is if, if is if Rocky is the underdog again.
0: Yeah. Death is just a physical aspect of it. What he's really dealing with is his own fear. You know. Right. There's there's. Rocky has like emotional arcs through all his movies. Yeah.
1: And what I like about this one is um that it's uh that it's Adrian who calls him out at the end, yeah. you know, his you know moment that Rocky is at his lowest. It's Adrian who is like, "Get back on your fucking horse, dude." Like it's yeah. great. It,
0: it, she's uh her character it, it's it's all—it's like all in the performance from Talia yeah. Shire because that character could become like just recede into the wallpaper and just be <laughs> yeah. standing by the ringside, like looking supportive or concerned, you know. Right. Yeah. But she—she uh, she grows as a character across these three movies, and like, yeah, like you said, she is the one that's like been there through all of this, and has to like smack him upside the head, like you're not alone. You're—it's not your fault, you know. Get, get, yeah. stop being a baby and get back out there. You're okay. We're yeah. here for you.
1: I mean, and this is, this is a, the type of movie where from the frame one, you know exactly how it's going to end. But, um, but because of little moments like that, where it's like unexpected characters are the ones pushing Rocky along, it makes the movie, uh, it makes the movie better than, than you expect it to because you know exactly how it's going to, uh, end. Um, so you know that that crazy weird midriff showing thing uh, outfit that Carl Weathers wears. Yes, he looks fucking cool in that. It is the dumbest outfit in the world. He looks so fucking cool.
0: Uh, you have to have a specific type of body <laughs> and attitude to pull off something like that.
1: Um, and the other thing I noted in uh, when uh, when Stallone runs, have you ever noticed that he gives light like a Rob Liefeld face? Have you like?
0: Yeah, he's, he's got, like, like, the same face as Tobey uh, Maguire when yeah. Tobey Maguire runs in <laughs> Spider-Man. That one where it's just like...
1: <laughs> so much running on the beach. Big montage, running on the beach, frolicking in the water.
0: Well, they gotta change it up, because first one is he gets strong enough to climb up the Rocky Steps. Second one is the same thing, but he's being pursued by a bunch of children, as I recall, <laughs> cheering him on. And this one, it's like he's... it's. Honestly, the way this movie is structured, the victory is kind of in the training montage. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. it's like he gets his he gets his groove back cuz then the fight is just kind of like a feel good capper, cuz it's not about going to 15 rounds. Right. Uh, it's just about oh let's let's give Clubber Lang his comeuppance, you know?
1: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And then and then at the end the um, sort of the I think if this movie were made today, the the sequence where uh, you know, Apollo Creed and Rocky are going to fight for in private, and they're really going to settle it. I yeah. think it would be uh, the would sex be a, scene. Yeah, it would be a big sequence. I think uh, nowadays, if they made it now, I don't think it would be this sort of
0: well tease. No. You know. No, I, I actually disagree, because yeah. they do the exact same thing in the Fast and Furious movies. Like, oh, at least right. one of them ends with right, right, uh, right. Dom and Paul Walker, uh, like, racing, uh, but you never see who wins.
1: Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, good point. Good point. Yeah. Well, they just imitate this movie, I guess, is really what it comes down to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, these movies, like, they are, it's... Like I guess boxing is kind of the perfect cinematic sport.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it really is. It's because it's easy to understand. It's know? easy it, to
0: understand and it's easy to film. Like, it's easy. Yeah. To, you have a contained space. You're focused on two, two individuals rather than a team. So the geography yeah. is very straightforward. And uh, you don't have to worry too much about, like, people not knowing the rules. Like, yeah. I don't know how boxing is scored. I don't know... Right why apollo creed wins at the end of rocky over rocky but it's that's not the point you know <laughs> right. you, it's it, but it is like it's a it's a sport where the human drama is very evident
1: yeah the um the, the final scene the final fight uh or sex scene as you as you say has been imitated in so many things um but uh, what, there's one episode of the flash where um jake eric shows up and they, they have, the, throughout the episode, they talk about whether or not who's faster, and then at the end, they have a closed-door race, and it doesn't end with, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, they des- do it at the end of the, the Joss Whedon they version do the of same the Justice thing. League yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, with yeah. him and Superman. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it it's, and I feel like there's other examples that I'm forgetting. Like, I'm sure it's been done on Family Guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like, yeah. No, it's these movies are so iconic. This is one of those ones that if people have never seen them, you can show them one of them, and it's you can watch the like all these pop culture <laughs> references finally like get backfilled in their head. Exactly. It's like showing someone Star Wars that's never seen it.
1: Yeah, or yeah, or Casablanca. I mean, and part of it is, and the reason they are referenced all the time is because. Especially for folks in our generation, they were just on TV all the time. There were always like Rocky marathons, and and they were always on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they and then and they're just like they invented a whole formula of like sports movies and yeah. action movies. Like the training montage wasn't a thing before Rocky.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and and then you know everybody. I mean, South Park had that song about a montage, and and. And uh, yeah, and it's always referenced in '80s movie '80s movies about the '80s, (laughs) or about '80s movies, or parodies of '80s movies.
0: And I'd say this one is like it really does hit the sweet spot. If you're looking for like like a Rocky that hits every single Rocky beat, both from the good stuff and the cheesy stuff, this is the movie for you. It really is the like real crest of the franchise it's not the best one by any means Rocky's the original Rocky's great but uh it's it's so much fun and it's such an easy watch and it's just it's iconic on so many levels yeah yeah and it it, it does an amazing job of like okay we're at an impasse in the franchise how do we keep going right and it, it 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 creates that logical next beat beat after victory that also has become like a cliche. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you knock your hero back down to to yeah. underdog? Um and and yeah, I mean I think it is it's actually Sam, I think this is one of the quintessential part 3s because it is when you like think of the franchise, it's the stuff from this that you think of when you think of the Rocky movies. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely. It's yeah. And, and it has and it it just it is such a it it is a like an iconic piece of 80s pop culture, even before the 80s knew what the what like 80s pop culture right. was yet.
1: Right. I mean and yeah, this is the, the the this is where you pull they pulled it right out of the out of the stone. It's just like this is the the eighties yeah. pop culture experience in 90 minutes. <laughs> the 80s
0: is cut and the eighties is oiled and the eighties wears a crop top. <laughs>
1: Well, Survivor players.
0: Yes, and the '80s has has like pop hits. Yeah, uh, yeah. Neither this nor the original Rocky theme both nominated for best song, but lost. Oh, yeah.
1: What did What did the original Rocky lose to? Do you
0: know? Um the song I forget the name of it. It's the song from the seventies A Star Is Born. Oh, it's the okay, shallow right. of the seventies. Right.
1: And then what did uh, what did this one lose to? Do you know off the top? This range? one
0: lost to uh, Up Where We Belong from an Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, which is also okay. pretty good. That's yeah. Love lifts us up. <laughs> also very 80s yeah like if you weren't uh like I, it, yeah that's the thing if you weren't uh a stallone in the 80s you were if you were a bit more of a sensitive man you were a richard Gere. that's right yeah he was like the sensitive man <laughs> with dark side
1: that's you right know? That you could fix someone who could you know
0: you could fix yeah. yeah but he'll also you know he'll 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 bring you out of your shell he, he'll <laughs> Has he got a part three? Has he ever done a part three? As far as oh, Rich, I know, I Richie G. Richie
1: I G. I don't think he's been in any sequels. Has he?
0: No, not that I can think. Of. I can In my mind, I I uh, I think of Officer and a Gentleman as having sequels, but I think I'm just thinking of the Iron Eagle sequels that also have Louis <laughs> Gossett Jr. in them.
1: <laughs> well, maybe they're stealth sequels to uh... <laughs> <laughs> same
0: same character. It's same... the same universe.
1: Yeah, you know why not? <laughs>
0: That's like if U.S. Marshals had gotten a bunch of sequels instead of The Fugitive.
1: Right. <laughs> this random character from this one movie. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to hey. put him in a, in a bunch of <laughs> action sequels.
0: Making a sequel to The Fugitive and having it just be about uh, Tommy Lee Jones and his team was a good idea. That's it actually a, br- a brilliant idea on paper. It just, the movie's just not very interesting. Oh, right. um. All right. Well. Speaking, all right. Speaking of things that are probably not very interesting, <laughs> Will, what do you got for me for next time?
1: Okay, Sam. So I've actually you can cut some of this stuff out if it becomes too weird, uh, too inside
0: baseball. But I've got
1: three options for you. Oh all Lord. All right. All right.
0: He's got. Yeah, he's, oh, he's excited, guys. He's all quivery. So
1: with our Stallone, well, since we're in in Stallone, we could either do Rambo three. Or we could do the very tail end of the original iteration of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as their uh, first re- pop culture reign was ending. Or, because the, the latest one is going to come out, Fast and the Furious Part 3,
0: Tokyo um, Drift. Oh yes, Tokyo Drift. Well, well, We'll get to Tokyo Drift soon enough. Um... Well, I I mean you're always at your at your in your element when we're in the putrescence of the early 90s genre cinema. So I feel like against my better judgment, I'm voting Turtles in Time. Right, we're going to let's... feudal Japan with the least interesting animatronics yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. That's it's... the only
0: thing I remember. All right, so I I I've seen Ninja Turtles 3 because I'm I was born in 1986, I'm a millennial. <laughs> Uh I'm a millennial boy we could not escape the ninja turtles. Uh, I watched it with my cousin and he was such a Casey Jones fan. Oh. He made us pause the VHS, rewind it. The first time like Elias Koteas like walks in like he's hanging out with them. He made us pause it and rewind it and have the whole family applaud. <laughs> he came in. That's And
1: amazing. you know what? I got
0: to say he was right to do so.
1: That's yeah, you know, uh Yeah. So, and uh, the the only thing
0: that movie does right is bring back Casey Jones. Yeah,
1: that's uh, in a whole host of horrible creative decisions. That's that's one that was a good one. Um, It's uh, so anyway. There's going to be a new Turtles movie coming
0: out this summer. I think it could be fun too. Yeah. Which actually, I think looks pretty good. I do too. Like honestly, if any any franchise deserves the um the like across uh, into the Spider Verse like visual treatment, it's Ninja Turtles. It's kind of brilliant.
1: Well, and I think personally, I think that those characters are better suited to animation, despite the original Turtles movie actually being really good. Um, But I think animation suits those guys the, the you know suits those brothers better than than live action does.
0: So. Well, yeah. Well, also, in this one, the new one, they're like teenagers. Right, they actually like, act like teenagers. They're like teenagers in that they look like kids, and they act like kids. They're not just teenagers because they go, whoa, <laughs> radical, <laughs> cowabunga. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Or say,
0: schwing, yeah. schwing. Yeah, so you can tell this. How do I remember that from this one? They do say schwing in the third one. They do, world. and it,
1: well. It's, 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 it's
0: post-Wayne's World, yeah, that's why.
1: it's, uh. We'll get there. We'll talk all about it next week. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't
0: wait. I'm going to I and uh I have a pretty good idea of where I want to go next, but we'll save that for uh, next time. But yeah, uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3: Turtles in Time. Uh, find it if you dare. I'm going to assume it's like 78 minutes long.
1: I mean, it it, it ain't no. I mean, I, I it's can't crack 2 hours. It's uh, It can't. No. I'm no going to look it up. Right now,
0: because if this is secretly like 140 minutes long, I'm I'm canceling this entire podcast. It is actually a surprising 96 minutes. Okay,
1: well, but there you go. Yeah, still under two hours. So
0: yeah, no, we'll, we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah, uh, from the director of uh, Rocket Man with Harland Williams.
1: Did I see Rocket Man? I
0: I, I remember had... the trailers for Rocket Man. I feel like in my mind, I saw the trailer for Rocketman Man before, like. everything different movies yeah and it was and it was like a movie starring a guy that i'd never heard of at the time
1: (laughs) yeah i'm trying to i feel like i did see rocket man and i don't remember anything about
0: it so it clearly was very important i I I saw some of it on tv they're on mars they have a chimp yeah it's it's, i guys the 90s uh (laughs) It's it's it was a decade of contrasts. <laughs> we'll just put it that way, you know. Land
1: of contrasts, nineteen
0: ninety yeah. to two thousand. <laughs> All right. Oh yes, but in consensus. Rocky 3, awesome. Top tier, part 3. Top yes. tier movie. Yeah. If you want if you need a feel good movie to watch some evening, if you want some and you want some just 80s, you want 80s amped and you want muscle men smacking into each other, <laughs> I cannot recommend a better movie than Rocky 3. Yeah.
1: It is a blast. There is no other way to describe it. It is a blast. I'd recommend it even if you haven't seen any of the other Rocky movies. This one is worth watching i think
0: so yeah for sure absolutely uh yeah like if you're a big fan if you've seen the creed movies and you haven't seen the rocky movies go check them out because the they they mirror each other obviously they 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 reflect on each other but it's uh you know the originals hold up really well at least you know i'd say the first uh the first one and the second one both hold up pretty well and the third one does you know in that 80s way and the fourth one is just ridiculous (laughs) and uh, yeah it's yeah check them out absolutely uh but yeah. Um until next time when uh we we deal with uh our uh, all the childhood baggage involved with the Ninja Turtles uh <laughs> those bastions of consumerism. Uh until then will always a pleasure, always a delight. And uh I'm glad you got to see this movie cuz uh it's it's a banger.
1: It is. It really is. I uh I you know my expectations were low but they were far surpassed, I have to say. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: We did not need to pity this fool. Nope,
1: we did not.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, until next time, folks, uh, hope you're all doing well and hope you're having a good start to the summer. And uh, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>